Radio studios of WFAY and WMRV. Andrew Lonas Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabinet. Good morning and welcome to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas, and this morning we'll discuss news around our bustling metro, the state of North Carolina, and Washington, D.C. We'll play a little music and we'll even interview people from our local area here. Our mission on the Cabinet is to show the common sense approach to politics and we will always come down on the right side of the issues. Today in this very full Cabinet, we have Pastor Joshua Goodman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I can't do that. That's, that's Bishop's, <laughs> that's Bishop's right? Good morning, family. <laughs> I do miss the Bishop. I do. The lovely Carrie Jackson. Good morning. And also joining us on the cabinet are, we have a full one, Michelle Dillon running for Fayetteville City Council District 3, 
Lynn B. Green for City Council District 5, and Lieutenant Colonel Retired Freddie for Mayor, Freddie De La Cruz for Mayor of Fayetteville. Well, all right. All right. We <laughs> wow. appreciate you tuning in and spending time with us, and you're listening to us on Carolina Country, WFAY 100.1, and The River, one at WMRV 106.5. Just in case you missed an episode of our top-rated show. Top-rated. You can find the Carolina Cabinet on Google, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. And please do like, share, or follow us on your favorite social media outlet. You can just search for us by typing in at the Carolina Cabinet. So don't go far. We'll be right back with the Carolina Cabinet. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend, Pastor Goodman, for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news, here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, they want to talk about and discuss the problems, circumstances, all the situations, all the negative junk, I'm here to give you some good news. All right, guys, true confession from Pastor Josh. Back in the day, I was an avid runner. Me and a group of friends, we would literally run all over the city. I've raced 5Ks, 10Ks. I've even done marathons. Once I went up and did the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C. Well, again, true confessions. It's been a few years since I've been able to get out there and motivate myself enough to start running again. I try to get back in. Man, I'd go and I'd buy the shoes and I'd buy the shorts. I'd buy the shirts. And then I'd say, well, I'll get started tomorrow. And my tomorrow never came. So check this out. Having lunch with a friend the other day, he looks over the table at me and he says, so pastor, have you started back yet? I had to look up at him humbly and just simply say, nope. Well, today, my friends, I drug my lazy bones out of bed and ran two miles. It was beautiful. The sun had not come up yet. The air was cool. The stars were out. When I got back home and I started to cool down, though, my knees hurt, my lower back hurt, my muscles ached, and I realized two very important things. Number one, to get my lazy bones out of bed at 6 a.m. is going to require discipline, and discipline is good. Number two, my body is 50 years old, and the process will have some pain that comes along with it. Listen, if you want to become the you that you really want to be, it's going to require discipline. It's going to require this process is going to bring about pain. But you need to know this. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Now get out there, get your lazy bones out of bed, and start your process. This is Pastor Josh, and that is your good news. (laughs) 
Well, everybody, welcome back and good morning from the Carolina Cabinet. <laughs> I am your oh, host, Peter Pappas, here with Pastor Josh, the lovely Carrie Jackson. Hey, hey. And special guest this morning, Michelle Dillon, running for City Council of Fayetteville. Good morning. Good morning, welcome. everyone. Good morning, good morning. Welcome so, out. Good morning. I didn't even ask you pre-show. Is it Ms., Mrs., or how do I address you? Miss. Miss, okay. Yeah, so, well... <laughs> Maybe that's a good me either. Maybe that's maybe we're the smartest in the room. I don't know. I don't know. Carrie, you want to weigh in on that? So, uh, hey, I think so, so. hey, so, uh, Michelle, you're running for city council district three, and that is against opponent Mario Benevente. Mario Benevente. Okay, so he's a one term councilman, and you've decided to run. Have you ever run for political office before? No, this is my first time. Okay, so how's that experience so far? Very interesting. Enlightening? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Yes. So um, tell us uh, quickly a little bit about yourself. So my name is Michelle Dillon. I'm originally from Fayetteville. I went to Reed Ross High School, okay. graduated in 1981. Um, I grew up on Fort Bragg, and it, well, Fort Liberty now, and then we moved to Fayetteville. So uh, my mother is still living. She's 90 years old. Oh, that's okay. amazing. Um, Congrats. Awesome. Three awesome. brothers. Uh, my oldest one is Michael. Then I have a brother, uh, Matt and Mark. They're both deceased now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I currently work at Cape Fear Medical Valley Medical Center on the IT side. Mm-hmm. So I train all the nurses on how to use the Epic software. And also I work part-time at Best Buy, and I've been with them for 19 years. Oh, wow. And then before then, I was at Cumberland County Schools for 17 years. So you're kind of a big nerd, wow. IT-wise. Oh, yes. So you're telling me. Yeah. Okay, yes. all right, I like it. She's and part I, of Geek Squad for a reason. Oh, yes. I got you. Okay, so I will have to say, Michelle, you're the bravest uh, council member, we've, our council hopeful we've had on here. You've actually said the year you graduated. Yeah. Did you pick up on I that? Did, I did. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, yeah. I was thinking, no, 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 don't say <laughs> yeah, it because yeah. nobody else will. Yeah. But uh, good for you. So uh, you're a newcomer. You're from. You're a newcomer to politics, but yes. you're not a newcomer to Fayetteville. So tell me. Um, I always tell people you're running for the office, not against the guy. So why? Why did you say I can do this better? I need to do this. Give me your why. We need to make a change. We need to listen to our community mm-hmm. instead of saying I I did this. I'm on this committee. I'm on that committee. You need to say we. Okay. And. Oh, and after, you know, that's the reason why I started running. Okay. Because, um, you know, I just continue to hear I, I, and we, we. So my main concerns are public safety, economic development, and affordable housing. Okay. Okay. So in your opinion, and guys, you can jump in at any time with a question, but in your opinion, our current councilman of District 3 is not meeting your expectation for that? No. Okay. So what are you going to do different? Yeah. I'm just going to listen to what the community have to say and then bring it back to the city council and see if we can get some things done in District 3. Okay. So this is going to seem a little bit adversarial, but, okay, he goes to the meetings. I've seen him at council meetings. So what else you got to do? I'm going to – well, I've been going to all the city council meetings and Mm -hmm. work session. Okay. Well, this evening I'm not going because – well, right. That's yeah. right. so, right. okay. So with that being said, I try to go to all the city council meeting work sessions. It's real interesting on how they do things. Mm-hmm. And what stand out to me is the way people talk to other people. You mean the members to each other? Yeah. Okay. No, well, the or, members talking to the people that are presenting mm-hmm. and the way they talk to them. It's like they're talking to a child, and I don't really um, – I don't like that idea. 
So that's the reason why, you know, it's time for a change. So so you see condescension. You see you don't like the way the interaction is between the elected official and the public is what you're saying. That is correct. How would you – so – Okay, how do I put this? How, how can I, you improve the I was saying well he go, I humanity. said he meaning your opponent has gone to all the council meetings. So what else would you Michelle Dillon do as the councilman? What I would, other Yeah, well, I would just ask them the question and not point fingers or get upset mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, you're getting your blood pressure up. <laughs> and you're not you're doing <laughs> anything about it because your blood pressure is up here because that particular person didn't bring back what you asked for. Mm-hmm. So so you have to give that person a time t- to respond back and say, hey, next time I will go ahead and bring that information back okay. to you. Well, it, it sounds like you're speaking of something pretty specific. So you can fill in the blanks here. We're all we're all friends in this room. So, yeah. I mean, what what specifically are you talking about referring to? So we were, they were talking about the youth curfew. Okay. And the chief of police brought back information about um, – other cities and states that okay. are enforcing the youth, well, the youth curfew, and it, it was said, um, my opponent was saying, "Hey, you did not bring me back the murder statistics to the police chief." Yes. Okay. And he was talking to him like he was a child. Okay. And he was like, "You didn't bring me back the murder okay. statistics." Okay. okay. And I was like, "This is a grown man. All you okay. had to do is say, hey." I was asking for you to bring me the murder statistics right. instead of you getting your whole blood pressure way up here. Right, right. And he just could have been calmed about it. Well, so pretty much there's a right and wrong way to handle the okay. situation. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you mentioned condescension, I'm thinking, well, he's talking that way to citizens. Let's go burn his house down. Or but, you know, but th- that's different. What you're yeah. saying is professional conduct in, yes. in the forum. Yes, okay. when you have a whole bunch of okay. community members right. that's in place that's sitting there they all like looking like yeah Ooh. well ev- everything's on display uh, you know yes. it's like in your business i mean you can't be messy at your work no so these Why guys are being be messy, messy in your opinion yes. when they're doing their work yeah. we don't need to see how the sausage gets made like that no yeah. no, okay. no. <laughs> and the thing is that they are representation of the city well, yes they're, so they're supposed to be a representation of the city well Let's, they yeah. i mean if you look at it I mean, if you look at the city and you look at the city council, they're a representation of the city. Yeah. Are they, though? Are they, though? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I would like to say, like, you know, she did bring in up a good point. I know I know it's coming from your tech side. But I just looked at an article that she did back in Fayetteville Observer. And she was talking about bringing an Apple store. I would love an Apple store here. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm I'm not really for that. I'm an Android guy, so y'all can keep your <laughs> Apple stores. You Apple snobs, all of y'all, you know, with your with your blue dots or whatever. It's only it is because on BlackBerry store. doesn't exist. That's the you, only reason you know why what? I have Apple. You, me that, too. That right there. Me too. Right there, my friend. Yes. So. You still got a BlackBerry? I wish. I, wish. I miss my BlackBerry. Hey. So let me ask this. What? So we, we talked about the professional conduct, but you had mentioned even like community development. Uh, I uh, my church is located in a, in a place which right off Hollywood Heights, and so it's a high risk area. Um, but what actions? Um, what kind of strategy would you initiate to deal with that community development crime, things like that? So we have to work together with the neighborhood watch. That's the first thing, mm-hmm. and then we have to work with the parents, and then we have to educate the parents because now you see parents are raising. Parents are raising babies, or you can say babies raising babies now. Mm-hmm. They're not like back in 
Our day? Our day. Our day. <laughs> Our day. Yeah. The old times. Yeah. <laughs> the old times <laughs> where the parents, uh, if you messed up on one street, they're going to take care of you. Yeah. And then tell, call your parents yeah. and let them know, hey, I whooped your child. Yeah. That's fine. When she get home, she's getting another yeah. whooping. <laughs> so with that being said, we have to let the parents know we don't want you to have to bury your child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while I was working at Cumberland County Schools, I have buried too many of my former students. Yeah. So with that being said, I think we need to work with the neighborhood watch, mm-hmm. work with the parents, parents, and then just make sure the whole community is on the same sheet of music. Yeah. Okay. So we got a that candidate with good. a lot of heart. Bring back that community policing, but uh, in the yep. hands of the neighbor whooping. <laughs> I like it. I, I like your style, Michelle. <laughs> so uh, we're coming up. We're coming to the end of our time. But tell okay. us um, if I want to learn more about Michelle Dillon and her campaign. What? How can I find you? Reach you? So I have an email, and plus I'm on Facebook. Okay, go so, ahead and give us your email. Uh, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E dot Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N dot D3 at gmail.com. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook also. Okay, and just search for Michelle Dillon. Just search you. for Michelle, Arita Dillon, or Michelle Dillon. How many names you got, ladies? Uh, <laughs> I have three. <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, with that, we'll... Be right back. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Cancel culture is not welcome here. You're listening to the Conservative Carolina Cabinet, Eastern North Carolina's most offensive talk show to the freeloading left. Cancel culture go away. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. Welcome good morning. back to good the Good morning. Pastor Josh, Carrie, Woo-hoo. myself, Woo-hoo. special guest, Freddie Lieutenant Dela Cruz. Colonel Retired Freddie Dela Cruz, Freddie for Mayor. Good morning. Yeah. God bless you guys. So, yeah. welcome, Freddie. Uh, it's our second time on the Cabinet. 
uh, you made it through the primary. I did. And yep. uh, so now you're in the glide path for running for mayor. And you have, what, a week or more? Let's see, by the time this... Kind of week or Probably so. about two weeks from yeah. now. Okay. Uh, 7 November is the election. Okay. And that's when we need everybody to get out and vote and vote for Freddie. Okay. So why should we vote for <laughs> Freddie? I mean, you know, like everybody says, yeah, vote for me, vote well, for me. The but number why? one, the, the number I mean, one reason why is because we need a change. Okay. We need change in, in favor. We need a change in direction. You okay. know, when, when you're in a position for such a long time, uh, people begun, begin to become complacent. That's okay. a fact. So how do you feel like we become complacent? Well, uh, for several reasons. You can look at uh, the crime that we have in Fayetteville right now. I mean, it's out of control. Okay. And, uh, you know, you probably have a lot of good ideas from the different patrolmen and the chief of police that's being stifled because uh, there are people out there, uh, the mayor maybe or uh, the city manager or others that are preventing, you know, things from happening. Okay. And you need somebody to go into the, to the mayorship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hear all these great ideas that the directors have in the city and okay. see and apply those. And, and so, okay, so I ha- keep having this image of Fortress Europa, Fortress Lafayette. <laughs> like, do we need to wall off the city? And no, just, no, what no, do we need no. To, what are we going to do? For well, you know, okay, get to okay, okay, let's get to it. Okay, a lot, a lot of things. You know, my experience in the military as a military police officer, okay. I spent a lot of time uh, doing threat mitigations, uh, developing mitigation plans and actually mm-hmm. executing these plans. You know, I got, like I said, 28 years in the Army, five years okay. in the combat zone, so I understand how to mitigate threats. And okay. I'm going to tell you, I see a lot of the police assets are not being leveraged. Now, I had, did have a conversation with the chief of police and the city manager about some of the ideas that I have. Uh, they're old ideas, but they have not been applied here in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And the thing with, with crime is when you leverage police assets, you know, more patrols, community policing, uh, parking vehicles that are mm-hmm. parked at the parking lot uh, at the training center or at the uh, substations doing nothing, when you can position those vehicles all over the city, mm-hmm. it'll mitigate crime. Okay, so let's start with community policing. What is your view of community policing? What does that look like day well, to day? Well, community policing is simply, you know, just getting along with the citizens. Okay. You know, showing that, you know, you're human, you know. Uh, go visit them. The, go visit the kids at the basketball courts, and they're doing this stuff. A lot of police officers are doing. It. I'm not saying okay. they're not doing it. I'm just saying we need to do more of it. And I hear, you know, I've been campaigning now for two years, mm-hmm. so it's not like you know just just you know just turning a new leaf and say, oh, I just want to be the mayor. Right. I've been talking to a lot okay. of people, okay, and and they're concerned about the uh, way the police are approaching the youth. Okay. And and I always used to tell my military police patrolmen treat people with dignity and respect. The respect and dignity they deserve. So I need to ask, so what negative feedback have you heard the way that the police interact with children, perhaps? Well, what, what, know, what's jumped out at the top of your campaigning? Well, they just, you know, some of the things they, that, that, that I recently just heard was, you know, and, and I don't want to talk. The police are great, okay, mm-hmm. but you got bad apples in any or every organization, okay? I've had them as, as, as military policemen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have them in the favor of police. We know this, okay? And so I'm not... Trying to say that all the police are bad, but you're going to have a few bad apples, okay? And those well, just are the ones give, me, give me the examples so, of what you what you heard. Well, the way they approach the youth, you know, asking them questions, what are you doing, you know, and kind of like harassing them. And I just mm-hmm. recently had someone tell me that, not just all the time I hear it, okay, and it's happening. Uh, I was pulled over one time, and I felt like I wasn't treated with respect. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I'm thinking, wow, man, I'm running for mayor, okay, and they know who I am. You know, and and the way I was approached, you know, was was very, 
I didn't I didn't appreciate it. My wife was with me. We both acknowledged it, and mm-hmm. it was you know we, we we did everything by the rules. You know we gave my ID card. I got pulled over. Mm-hmm. I think because I had a, a tail light that was out on my on my vehicle, and he pulled me okay. over for that. You know, okay. I'm like okay. Anyhow, so but I, I, I from experience, and so okay. we have got to really uh, work with the chief of police. You know to police up. Now I have an idea also with that is. You know, the, the, the police in favor are underpaid. Now, I talked to the chief of police, and I also talked to the city manager about this. Okay, and they agree. Our police officers in favor, not only the police, but the fire and the emergency services personnel in Fayetteville are underpaid. And what's happening is they're taking anybody off the street and putting them because they want to fill the, the billets. Okay. They want to fill those billets. And I'm going to tell you, if you pay police officers and emergency services personnel what they truly deserve, okay, they won't leave the force. Instead of having a line of people leaving Fayetteville to go mm-hmm. to Cary or to Fort Liberty where they're getting more benefits and better okay, jobs. Okay, so I think you brought that up with the candidate forum last uh, Wednesday, right. a couple of Wednesdays ago. So okay. Um, okay. how much is the city budget as overall right now? Over two, 240, $240 million, okay, plus okay. they get grants and they so, get all this other kind of money. How are you going to pay these guys more without but, raising taxes? Well, I'm not going to raise taxes. Well, I'm going to tell you. How, I'm going to tell you that. that good question. Very good tell question. Us. That's a good question. Okay. Uh, emergency services. There's a. Uh, we have a hundred, uh, a hundred people that are not uh, hired. We're looking to hire a okay. hundred people. Okay. Of that, about fifty-eight of them are not hired. Now the money is budgeted for them to be, you know, uh, for that purpose. For them to for, to for fill that the purpose. position. So okay. since we cannot fill. The 100 emergency services personnel, Mm -hmm. I say, since we're doing the job anyway, why don't we just cut off 50 of those, right? Take the money that we're saving, which is about $4 million, Mm -hmm. and take that and give that to the police force. Now what we have is a line of people that want to come to Fayetteville because we're paying them good, and now we're hiring quality police and not looking at it from a quantity. So now we can get rid of the police because we got... Other police officers that are waiting to come okay, in to serve so our not only police, qua- fire, quantity so, over quality. So, there well, you go. Right, I mean, quality but, over quantity. Right, but what I'm what I'm hearing is that we have 100 positions open. Why do we have 100 positions open if we don't need them? And well, so we cut. so basically we just say, well, we don't need those 100. We're just going to say we need 50 and well. take the budget for 50 and put them back on well, the active. But don't we need the 100? I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't need the 100 because I, I, I think it's the need for the 100. However. If you need a hundred and every day you losing thirty, mm-hmm. maybe there's a stopgap here. Maybe yeah, but just to, to go, I mean, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not fifty, but it maybe at least budget for eighty. Therefore, okay. you won't lose the thirty; you only lose five. Okay. Well, what I would say is that it's based on requirements. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a requirement. I use the number hundred. That's emergency service. That's EMT, fire, and police. So we're just talking about police. It's about fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. That's the shortage, and that's based on the requirements, the number of patrols they got to do. Because when you're on a when you work shift work, because they're working 24 hours a day, they're mm-hmm. doing shift work. Okay, so some of these are hot, some of these police officers have the hot seat. We call it hot seat. You know, they they come in, they go, and they're they're out the door. Okay, okay. They do, they, and so so what I'm saying is it's been budgeted. Now, I will tell you the money that they don't use. Okay, because they're not hiring these police is like a slush fund, mm-hmm. and that's what they use that money for. Is a slush fund, and, and where so, does that go? I don't know. Honestly, you know, those are the kind of things that I would definitely be digging into. As a matter of fact, I would consider having a state auditor come in and do an audit of Fables books. You know, because as a commander, when I took command of a battalion, mm-hmm. and I, uh, they come in, they do a, 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 an inspection, okay, sure. before you, you know, they give you ninety days, 
and you get an inspection done and they find out if there's anything wrong, you, you need to fix it. And okay. then, you know, so that's something I think we need to do is do an audit of the books that we have in favor. Now, the city manager will tell you, please don't do that because that's a lot of work. It could be expensive, okay. but nonetheless, we need to do that. Okay. All right. So we're going to switch gears and we'll be right back. The Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. Conservative Talk Radio in Eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to. And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas, here with Pastor Josh, Carrie yes, Jackson, yes. and yes, Freddie Vermeer, Freddie <laughs> De La Cruz. Welcome, 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 Freddie. Good morning. Good morning. So, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, you seem to have a lot of business acumen when it comes to being an MP and policing and things like that. Uh, if you need to learn about sandwiches, come to me, but I'll stick. Let you do the, I'll let you do the policing part. You so, do uh, make, you do, Baldino's I, does I, make I, great I, I sandwiches. Do make great, so, yes, yes, and, and, yeah. and, and I'm definitely a client. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so. Today's show is sponsored by. Okay. Okay, so uh, I just want to shift gears quickly. We don't have much time, but let's talk about pocketbooks and ever prosperity what do you plan on doing very quickly uh to bring to increase our tax base so we get better businesses here well one of the things i've, I've been thinking about doing and i hear from a lot of the contractors and builders because i've been engaged with them as well to see you know get their ideas and and uh i would tell you that one of the things that they're having a problem with here in Fayetteville is the, getting the permit going through the permitting the process. process okay okay and so what i think if we can help expedite that process whether it's housing they want to build uh you know, restaurants, hotels, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, we need to uh, encourage that. But then, uh, of course, there's, they, they got to pay taxes. Okay, that will increase our tax bases. That way we'll be able to reduce the, right. the property taxes for personal property taxes. Okay. So that's, that's one thing I'm looking at. But, you know, the main thing, I don't know how much time we got here, but I want to talk to you about is, is that we got an election going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the people in favor, and this is a conservative talk show. Okay. okay, and I am a conservative, one hundred percent, and and this is a nonpartisan race, and you've got you know Democrat conservatives, you've got independent mm-hmm. conservatives, Republican conservatives. All are okay. welcome on the cabinet. All of them All are conservatives. <laughs> okay, and 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 that Yay. that's because of their beliefs. <laughs> But we need to get the people to get to the polls. Right. You know, I mm. wouldn't be standing here talking to you right now if I didn't think I can have a chance of winning the being the mayor. And okay. the reason why I say that is because we have a low turnout. Mm-hmm. Now, the mayor got 60% of the vote, and I got 20% of the vote. So people were saying, oh, Freddie doesn't have a chance. That's No, because Mitch got 5% of the vote. I got about 1.7%, and Charles Evans, which everybody thought was going to be running against the mayor, right. did not make that. And mm-hmm. the re- there's a reason for that. The people in favor want to change. Any kind of change is good for the city because, like I said, it's going to bring in the ideas that are being stifled, mm-hmm. that, that are not being brought to, to the table so, or somebody can listen okay. to it. So, so I'm asking the people in favor to get out to vote. Go to freddyformayor.com, do your research, and vote for Freddie. Excellent. So even the conservatives aren't voting. Well, we we need everybody to vote. Conservative, Democrat, we just need to hear their voices. So Word. God bless you for saying Fred, that. Fred, I agree Freddie, with that. thank you so much for coming this morning, and we'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. I'm here with the lovely Carrie Jackson. Hey, hey. Good morning. Great morning it is. And special guest in the studio, Mrs. Lynn Green. Good morning. Running for City Council District 5. Welcome. Thank you. Very Thank nice you, to have you. Um, I, Lynn, I know you a little bit, but uh, for people listening, tell us a little bit about Lynn Green. Okay. I've spent most of my life in Fayetteville, and most of it actually in District 5. I graduated from E.E. Smith way back in the dark ages. <laughs> you don't have to give us a date. <laughs> Thank it's you. Okay. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I left Fayetteville and um, went to school at Peace College, graduated from Peace, went on to NC State, um, came back to Fayetteville, worked for about seven years at the clerk of court's office, unfortunately collecting child support, but I learned a lot there. <laughs> um, and then I joined my family's business in 1991. Which was? At, which was Highland Lumber okay. Company. Okay. So downtown. Lots of challenges with downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was where the basis started to kind of develop a skill set um, that that would play into my later life. Um, my father coerced me into joining um, the Leadership Fayetteville Institute and mm-hmm. doing a, that course through the chamber. And I think he created a monster. He didn't really he didn't really believe that, and he blamed it all on me later that I was too right. involved. But I've been involved in a lot of local boards, um, SEED, uh, Fayetteville Area Economic Development, okay. Chamber Board, Fayetteville Urban Ministry. I'm currently the incoming chair for the Airborne Special Operations Museum. I'm on the Restore Board for the second time. Okay. I was on, served my time, went off for quite a few years, went back on. Carrie, you getting all this? I'm not writing any of this down. This is, I think she's done quite a few, couple, three <laughs> I mean, things in this life. I have, and you know, okay. all, those, maybe a little bit. all those boards um, really were began at the committee level. They were working mm-hmm. boards. They weren't some of the others. You know, of course, I was appointed as a PwC commissioner. So, you know, you don't do anything to lead up to that. You just, you're appointed. Right. Um, so the difference is those all were working boards. So I learned okay. all the things that you should learn. So PwC has been a hot topic lately. So how long were you on PwC board? I was on one term, which is three years. Three years. Okay. Yes. So one term and an out. At a time where there was just a lot of... Um, angst between mm-hmm. the city and the PwC board. That's when their the the lawsuit occurred mm-hmm. and they were looking for a change. Right. And right. I was that change. It, it seems PwC <laughs> and, and the city of Fable's always been kind of fraught with conflict, in yes. my opinion. I mean it hasn't stopped. I mean no. we just had commissioners uh, appointed, I think uh, Chris Davis, uh, and there was a couple other ones that just made it on. And Richard King, I believe, uh, Richard the most King, recent local one. business guy. Yeah. Okay. So. So that brings me to uh, tell me about Lynn's lies. I want to know all about Lynn's lies. There's big well, signs that I went I to vote really board of elections. I don't know what Lynn's lies I, are. Okay. I know what he perceives them to be. Okay. Um, we did a radio ad, and it basically said um, that I that so, I claimed he voted on a property tax increase okay okay not sure that it was exactly worded that way and you know if i had time i'd look it up for you but it's on my blog and it's also um bill kirby wrote about it for city Mm -hmm. view so um what i'll stand behind what was said it i did say um that he continued to increase taxes um when i had to keep living them out in five Mm -hmm. years if he wasn't no longer lived here um, and it's it's that play on words. Mm-hmm. He's very careful to say a, 
that he's never voted on a property tax uh, property tax right. increase or a budgeted increase. Excuse me, that he's never voted on a budgeted a, a tax increase in a budget. Right. But let's face it: if you vote on bonds, mm-hmm. that in the in by the discussion a, by approving the bond by to go on the ballot, the bonds to go on the ballot by extension, ten to nothing by yes. extension. You have voted okay. on a tax increase. And I should have prefaced this. You know, I, I'm not accusing Lynn of lying. I'm no, saying I, knew what you I, were saw the, I saw the sign and I'm like, hey, Lynn's lies. What's up? You know, so yeah. I was like, that's going to be the first question. So, um, okay. So, in your opinion, as an elected official, if you endorse bonds going on the ballot, then you are by proxy, you're eventually going to have to support an increase in taxes to support filling those buckets Correct. for the bonds. Correct. Okay, And especially when you have the conversation, when you're discussing putting the bonds before the public Mm -hmm. to vote, when you have that discussion there and it says you're going to it's going to be eight percent increase and Mm -hmm. all of the things were exactly as they discussed them when that vote occurred 10 to nothing. You have <laughs> okay. All right, so that clears up one of the allegations of Lynn's lies. And so, what about the residence issue? I've seen well, that floating around quite a bit. As yeah, I, I said, it's been floating around for a while, a long time. It, yes. And you know, I, I at the chamber event the other day, I think I kind of just had reached my max on it. And we, by that, you mean the the um, the constant showing of the ID, right? I've never disputed that he lived there. You know, in fact, just the opposite. I, I'm sure he does rent a house there. Mm-hmm. He told Myron Pitts he rented a house there in an article. Um, what I questioned is, where do you intend to be in five years? You are making decisions now that are going to affect the rest of us long term. And he clearly stated in Myron Pitts' article that if he did not win this election, he was leaving. He was moving on to Raleigh to the home he bought. Really? I didn't see that. Yes. Oh, he wow. Had. That's crazy. And he, he said that in the article. So it's not anything that I said mm-hmm. for or against him. I just said you're claiming right. one thing and yet. So I, I think uh, I read Bill Kirby's article about, you know, like dirty politics has no place in Fayetteville was a quote from Councilman Dawkins. Um, but – do you think it's a, a good look the way he's attacked, uh, attacked you publicly and the way rebuttal. he's uh, as rebuttal? I guess. Yeah. I mean, he he was censured uh, a few years ago by uh, he was attacking another councilwoman, uh, Kinston, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, he did. So, I mean, is this maybe a pattern? I, I believe it is a pattern. Okay. And unfortunately, um, I really think that at the end of the day, Mr. Dawkins thinks that voters are stupid. Okay. And that we are not educated enough, are not informed enough, or will not do our research to have a frank discussion with him. Mm-hmm. What I would just really like him to do is talk straight talk. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's like a hat trick. Then, one minute it's one way, and the next minute it's another way. Then at the same time, if you're going to say that he thinks that voters are stupid, voting to put the referendums on the ballot, that empowers the voters Mm-hmm. to actually make a conscientious decision. So, I mean, then it leaves it in the voters' hands on if they want to 
Correct. Have those. Have those. those. I guess that's Carrie saying you got to take that lump at least. I think maybe. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't empower the voters. Right. And right. and not believe in, the, in and think that the voters right. are stupid right. at the same I, time. I, sometimes right. I think putting it on the ballot is just their way of a hot potato. Let's take it out of our hands. Put it to and the put people. Put it to the people. And right. Let them decide. And, so that's and not some the worst of my strategy. concerns. One thing that I want to do is be more transparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I'd like to do that, and I feel that we're not doing a good job of it is when that was put on the ballot, mm-hmm. I don't believe there was enough um, education done. Regarding the, ba- the Regarding bonds. Regarding the bonds. Okay. Well, I, I can't say that. Only okay. because <laughs> Okay. <laughs> only because, the, you know, the city of Fayetteville did go out and they tried to educate as much as possible. It, I, I think I that actually, was indoctrinate, ma'am. It, uh, it could have been city indoctrinate. management, like, here, give us more money so we can expand our... It could have been, yeah. but, I mean, I did actually... I was not happy with how they handled that. As part of the Cumberland County community watch coalition yeah. we did actually have a, a an event called what's on the ballot right and we discussed all the referendums that were on the ballot and the city of, and they discussed them in in detail to include the okay. property tax so and i made it a point to anybody that was having that discussion at the polls to actually mm-hmm. let them know hey this is yo, what's up the, Yo, property tax. They said this in the well, meeting. And a lot like, of the people that City voted for it, said I think, that it was going to go up at least 4%. Your property taxes, the people that voted for it, weren't going up. Their rent's going to go up because they don't pay property taxes. A lot of people, I think 42 52% people rent here. So I want to shift gears just for a minute because you know it feels like yeah. I want to turn the page from the past where okay. we've been. Um, I always say when people are running for office, you're running for the office, not against the person. Because Correct. you get into the personal attacks, you get into it. the dirty politics, Correct. all the stuff. Tell me, why Lynn? Why should I care? And why should I put her in office? Well, Let's talk about tomorrow. And okay. how can you prevent the same thing from happening? Well, hopefully um, it'll be about... And I hate using this word because I really, if I could come up with a better word because it's overused, you can it's collab- bad words. collaboration. Okay. Um, but it really goes more, more further than that. It goes, it's about respect for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that this council has continually displayed that they don't have a lot of respect for each other. Um, unfortunately, my opponent is one of the ringleaders, in my opinion, and it it, it saddens me. Because Fayetteville does really matter to me. So what I would like to do is bring more transparency. I would like to... Um, transparency in what? The operation? In the, the operations and how we get to where we are. And maybe okay. it's... Um, we were discussing yesterday with a group of people that I spoke with yesterday about how do we get the message out? Could we do a radio ad that basically says, you know, outside of political... Because we all know we hear them during the political season. Mm-hmm. What about doing a radio ad and it says, hey, just like, remember when Lake Rim held the decision on the Lake Rim um, Aquatic Center yes. held up the entire um, the entire budget process? Mm-hmm. Well, what I if we'd that. approached that from with a radio ad? What if we just said, hey, what do you, what do you as community, community members want to do? Okay. And I think that um, community outreach is a huge piece. Mm. Um, I really, in that respect, um, I think we don't do a good job, and that's something that I will personally do. I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing right now, okay. is blog, website, Facebook, Instagram, all of next door. Mm-hmm. That has become a huge one with oh, my on. age Next door is just where the Karens go to complain yeah, well, about the neighbors. Some of come them are. And, okay. You, know, you got to listen to boyfriend, right. yeah, girlfriend. I, yeah, girlfriend yeah, too. Sometimes you can find out yeah. about, you know, their... <laughs> 
yeah, wild well, animals in so there. Transparency. Even. My problem with the transparency is that um, city management is becoming murky. So I would have to, for myself, I'd like to see some changes in city management. So I, I, let me say, in, in, in um, using that word transparency, I don't think that transparency always is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Because I know that recently I've been in places where I feel like the incumbent has said things that should not have been said in an open public setting. Okay. So there, there are some times I have dealt a lot um, in my volunteer work with economic development. There are times where if you speak one breath mm-hmm. of what's coming or who's looking at coming here, it can ruin the entire deal. Right. So it bothers me when I hear a city council member say something that I know really is inappropriate mm-hmm. to be said in public. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, we just have – oh, my goodness. I told you to turn off your phone, Carrie. I know, right? Tag it. I'm over here trying to get text I'm messages. I'm just glad so I bring the yeah. See, the it wasn't bell the, That in. was not the guest. Uh, Lynn Green follows directions. She okay? does. So, yeah. Um, well, Lynn, thing. like I said, I've known you from being in the community a while. Um, I grew up here myself, so I know I, I think you even brought me a client one time uh, yes, from real estate. Yes, I've eaten so a lot of Baldino subs in the past. Have. I appreciate that, ma'am. <laughs> so um, we have, what, a couple weeks till the election? I think so, it's 15 days and counting. Oh, Lord. Well, it's going to be less than that by the time this airs. So um, where can we find out more about you? Uh, tell us your website, phone number. If you want to give us a phone number, whatever, I'll you be let glad. us know. Everything, right that, everything connecting to me is on my website, lynnbgreen.com. Okay. You can kind of put it in there any old way and spell it, and it'll populate. I was going to say, how do you spell Lynn? Yeah, is it's it L-I-N-N-E-B-G-R-E-E-N-E. Okay. But like I said, if you put it in there wrong. you have those N's and those E's Put every single place you can put one, put it, and you'll populate it. So, right. um, And then my phone number is on there. Um, blogs, multiple blogs, and I'm really hitting those really hard okay. this week, these last few days coming up, the last two weeks. And um, I'm just looking forward to that opportunity, right. and I'm more than happy to serve, and I ask for everybody's vote on November 7th. Or well, early I can't say that you did give your opponent a good hill to climb, especially if the voter turnout. Now, how has the voter turnout actually been so far? It's I know, been I know, we low. It's been it, low. It's I been think, low like, as um, expected. It it it's yeah. not. You know, it's always low. Unfortunately, well, voter apathy. I, I want everybody if they want to complain, I want them to get their butts out and vote. But we'll see how that works. But and we're going to talk more about that when we come back from commercial. Yep. Bye. And welcome back to Carolina Cabinet. A lot of short takes this morning, guys. But yeah. we, got a, we got a full schedule. I'm we got telling you, rolling. Fire, guys. fire, and fire. I've never been thirsty like this. <laughs> but uh, so uh, they're concluding with Lynn Green. I talked about you know get out your butts, get out and vote. Yep. Okay. So I shared the, about that today. In you the, know, <laughs> in get the, your lazy bones so, out of bed. So in your in the interest of motivating District Five City Council to get out and vote, I want to play a short clip of our incumbent at the NAACP forum last week. Yes, my dad was mayor 20, 24 years ago for 13 years. Yes, if Mayor Mitch Coleman wants to serve that long, he can beat that record. And yes, if, if I'm on city council, 
I will vote to fund a statue to Mayor Mitch Cohen. Whoa. Who was that? Ouch. Was that Johnny Dawkins? Was, yes, was, was Mr. Johnny Dawkins. Oh. I. I'm speechless. Sometimes you never know at what point an election gets turned, but uh, that oh. that could I be a turning point. I I would say that's a big turning point. It would motivate me to go to the polls. Well, and I mean, so uh, uh, presuming right mm-hmm. that his uh, voter base, they're all conservative. Well, what if they vote all for Freddie? Well, I know, but so I'm sorry, the, with, that means they're going to vote not for Johnny. Yeah, and he's aligning himself with. Much more liberal individuals in our city. Much more? You mean left of Lenin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just it's okay. like, wow. Yeah, that's. I've never seen anybody try to implode themselves that quickly. That it, I, yeah, I don't. I and, mean, you know, but it, he did get a good laugh out of it. I mean, he was in the NAACP form. They, they, they liked it. I mean, they, it was you know. it was very appealing. I mean, should, should I, I mean, get, I don't think we need any more statues. I mean, I think we're good. Yeah. We just got, well, we got rid of all the Confederate monuments. I mean, I think we should put a p- statue up for Peter, but I, yeah, I I'm mean, not running on. for mayor, so I'm allowed, on, I'm allowed to say it. magnificent over here. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All so right. I just want to know. You could be like a Greek god in a toga. Holding his baldinos with his hair. Got to have the chest hair. I'll take it out for you, but So I just want to know if we get a statue to Colvin, do we put him in front of or behind the George Floyd statue? <laughs> Which, just where, I did. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just, well, that was a motivation. Yeah. He's, he's from here. Somebody wanted to put a statue. Yeah, I'm sure they, yeah. but wow. I mean. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, all right. So let's talk about the candidates. We had Michelle Dillon yep. uh, from, of Fayetteville. Pretty good. She's yeah. very, very warm person. Yes. Very, very good very, heart. Very good heart. Very, very nice good woman. Heart. Very, you know, intellectual. Yeah. Sounds. I, I called her a nerd, you yeah, know, but yeah. I, I identify <laughs> with that. Like I was doing like the eyes. I thing, couldn't, like, you know, I can't, hey, I yeah, can't, yeah. there's certain things I can't say. I, I can't yeah. identify I mean, as it. I'm just, I, that's above my pay grade. I got you. Well, you know, I'll, <laughs> be, right. I'll be that for you. Josh. <laughs> I got you. I, got you. Right. I, got, I could totally see the geek squad though. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see a little car next time. I wish we could have gotten into more of the practical points with her. Right. You know, what? Yeah, um, I, I get what you're saying in regards to, you know, city council shouldn't be speaking to members and mm-hmm. the police chief, uh, but I would have liked to have heard uh, practical action. Right. Um, yeah. I, think, I, I agree especially with the respect. With the, the public safety stuff. Yes. You the, know. the respect thing, you know, I, I think it was interesting for me to hear it from her perspective as a citizen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's been active in other political circles. I've never met her. Um, and that doesn't mean she's not. I just, no, I, just I, she doesn't go in my circle. But uh, to hear that perspective, what do the other citizens think then? Maybe there are citizens that say, you know what, that's not right. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully I that mean, motivates people be. in her district. And hopefully. you know what, that, that could be what actually um, fuels the voter apathy is because there are citizens out there that, you know, take a look at the YouTube and mm-hmm. or any of the streaming media channels for our city and county government. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why the heck am I even going to bother? Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think we were off air trying to correlate voter apathy with Al-Qaeda. Doing more damage <laughs> in this country <laughs> than... Hey, so, or I'm which one saying, was worse? That was, yeah. Yes, which one is worse? That was just, apathy just, so, or ladies and gentlemen, for your information, Carrie was trying to read me a thought piece that yes. was comparing the designated hitter to Al Qaeda. Yep. I, I was confused. I'm still confused, but okay. I promise I'm going to read into it and understand it better. Well, it, it speaks towards I, the voter apathy. Voter you know, apathy. And nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. coming out to vote when right. they should come out to vote. And what's worse for you to have uh, people who will say. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And then they'll still stay in their beds right. instead of going out and vote. Yeah. Or go or, to the gym. Yeah. Or, yeah. or running. <laughs> or running, yeah. whatever. 
um, or to have a, a terrorist okay. organization or, come against you. Or the fact that we are, yes, we are a democracy. Mm-hmm. Great to be a democracy. But we are also a republic. Yeah. 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 So right. we are also individuals. Well, the 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 single vote person really comes into play. In situations right now where we don't have a speaker of the house, yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like that's your designated hitter. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have a designated hitter. And so you're putting yourself. I get. I'm getting. It's you know becoming even clearer because we have put ourselves in this position through our apathy. Are you talking about those geniuses in DC? Hey, can't make it. But decision. you elected yeah. those geniuses. No, I'm no, just no, no, saying. no. I might have elected one or two. I no. mean, maybe. Here's the I, thing: is know. that everybody is like, "Oh, I only elected one or two. I, I only okay, you may, I don't talk like that. I was going to okay. say she's doing great. The presidential <laughs> election. Oh my gosh! I don't like no. her invitation. I mean. You, <laughs> if it, if what you get, if you're going to say like you know, because right now everything is so party based, so you know, we it, everybody that is part of the that party, mm-hmm. like that's what that's who you chose. You know what I'm saying? Especially. And I mean, it's the same thing for Democrats. Yep. That's that's mm-hmm. who you chose. You chose that person. A- FYI, audience, uh, Carrie's fired up. She's using her hands like a Greek <laughs> talking. She's talking with her hands, and her body, person, everything. And she the is, thing uh, is, what people forget is like, you know, we have in, in the Constitution, it's set up where we get to choose our local government. Mm-hmm. The people that voiced for us in our towns, in our cities, and in our state. But above the state level... It ain't. I'm sorry. I'm a. I'm a ahead, you know, but above the state level, it's that single. It's that designated hitter. So you can't get mad at who's up the bat, or who failed to pick up the bat, or say that they're gonna. You know, you're gonna fire that person because, mm-hmm. you know, and that's. I mean, that's that's where we are. And now we get ready to walk into a presidential election and a governor election, and we about ready well, to do the let, same let, thing. Let's finish with the local. So I we apologize. Get, we, we <laughs> Never. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, you're very fired. Listen, I appreciate that you're fired up because you know more about it than I do. And I I honestly have been focusing on the local right now. I haven't paid attention to Fox CNN lately. Uh, You know, so Freddie De La Cruz. Had him he uh, over yeah. and over with the MP and yeah. you know like I said Fortress. Yeah. You guys, you guys had some solid back and forth. Uh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah well, that was a good conversation I mean, about the police. Guys, look, we have to respectfully bit. question mm-hmm. the people yep, that are no, asking for our we vote. Do, yeah. I mean, I can get disrespectful real quick, but what's the point? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. pisses people off, was I creates animosity. No, you were Carrie passionate. Even <laughs> if you was, girl, we good. We're you good. Okay, but I love y'all out there. You have to. Somebody's asking for your vote. You have to question. You yeah. have to interrogate them and you ask do. the why. Don't let them say something happened somewhere, some house to someone. What's the fact? What's the data? Well, and that's happened? again from from a lot of our candidates. Uh, I would like to see the strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, give me give me give me give me it in a nutshell. You know, don't tell me. Well, you know, Mitch isn't doing this, and the right. police aren't doing well, this. Tell me what are you going to do? I think there's a fear of, and I've joked about the House of Cards kind of concept, you know. I think there's a fear of, well, I'm going to divulge too much. They're going to steal my idea. (laughs) Look, every idea was stolen from somebody. Yes. Okay. It's, what is it? A marketing professor told me it's creative stealing. Yep. Yep. The ideas are there. We only have so many ideas as human beings. Yeah. We're going to repurpose them and make them work over here. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, God rest his soul, Ted Moon, that's what he did best is share information mm-hmm. because he knew the power of that information. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, he it, had a it passion. He, I mean, talk he did. About, he had a passion I mean, he, for an educated voter really and, a, and an educated base. And the yeah. thing is, is like, are you, you know, information itself is just 
It's just info. Can be no, it can be you knowledge. You have to present it so but it can until be Until you actually empower it, like until you put your spin on it. Yeah. And just because you have the same information that I have, that does not mean that we are going to act or treat that information the, the same. same. Well, we, I mean, so I'm a 50-year-old white dude and you're a young black woman. Chances are we may agree, but we may not see eye to eye on what to do about it. That and that's correct. okay. That's, that's, that's not a right. bad thing. We need those ideas. We need that, that we need perspectives. information. It's yeah. not just yes. ideas, but I need to see it from her shoes and your yep. shoes and my yep. shoes. Yes. And not kill each other in the process. And it's, yeah. it's kind of hard. Like if you, if you propose a solution and you do not actually have a plan of action a, right. along with that solution, then but I got to say this too, Carrie, mirrors. because, yeah, is that, I mean, I mean, that's almost pie in the sky for where we're at. Is that even possible because you have so much spin, um, so much he said, she said, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, there's there's so much partisanship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean. You know what? The way back is rational men and women. We have sure. to yeah, step back. We all have to take a breath and just step back and say, you know what? We're. I've always said, look at your neighbor. We're okay here. Yeah. Let's let's try to grow that. Let's try to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe our neighbors are good. Maybe our city. Maybe our state. <laughs> let's build local where we're at. Yep. Let's put in good, good, sound thinking people, and let's try to get that to translate up. So, and guys, yeah, I mean, wrap it up, you know, I guess, it, it has been an hour, and I can't believe it. I this know, crazy. By. So well, I hope you all enjoyed the time and maybe learned a little bit this morning. I want to say thanks to my on-air cabinet co-host, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Yes, sir. And lovely Carrie Jackson. Good morning, North Carolina. Also, a very special thank you to our guests, Michelle Dillon for City Council District 3, Freddie De La Cruz for Mayor of Fayetteville, and Lynn Green for District 5. Please do us a favor and like... I'm sorry. Do us a favor and take time this week to visit one of our commercial sponsors (laughs) and let them know you heard their message right here on the Carolina Cabinet. We hope you won't forget us, but if you miss an episode of our top-rated show, find the Carolina Cabinet on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. We invite you to reach out by liking, following, or sharing our episode on social media. Contact us via email to thecarolinacabinet at hotmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in this morning. Until next time, we are the The Carolina Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet. Get to the bottom of what's going on in the news. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. Conservative conversations that will rattle your brain 